Hey, Daniel here from Markers on the Map, and on our special New Year's 2021 episode, our gaming adventure takes us to Donkey Kong Country, where we explore jungles, forests, caves, mines, oceans, factories, temples, and more. Plus, there's a little tiny bit of news this week. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. Like I've been saying for almost three years now, you know what would make Monster Hunter World better? A pause button. Like you can't just go almost like 50 minutes every time with these new monsters without pausing. It's very difficult. I'm sure you would agree. I agree 100%. But it's like the Soul series, how those were always connected online. You could pause it, but it technically wasn't really, like, really pause. Maybe they can pull yeah. a Sekiro and like actually have a solo like mode where you can pause it. Yeah, Sekiro had the, the solo mode, but the thing about Monster Hunter World is when you're fighting something solo, the option to pause should be there. Like, I get if it's online, sure, but there is a solo mode in Monster Hunter World, and I never understood why you can't pause it. You can pause Generations Ultimate, and I guess you can pause the upcoming Rise, but World? It's like, come on! <laughs> it's the casual Monster Hunter! Any, any game that doesn't allow a pause for solo, it, it, they're doing something wrong. I, I, they mi- they missed something there. They missed the target because solo means that you're by yourself. No one else is there. You don't have to rely on other people's, you know, you don't have to rely on other people's gameplay. You're not stopping anybody else's but yours. So I don't know what would be the problem not having that option to pause. Yeah, it's like I sometimes I have to take a phone call. That It's that... And also, sometimes people just can't do a whole sit-down of a 30- to 40-minute fight. Because, example, an important phone call can happen or something just comes up that you have to leave the controller for, like, a couple minutes. Yeah. So, in, in that regard, that is the argument for why Monster Hunter World should have a pause button. However, after three years, I just don't think it's happening. Mm. So, you, you can tell I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter lately. <laughs> I mean, you, you did buy... Or did get the new DLC. Yeah. Now that the game's kind of complete, I'm hopping in. And actually, I've been hopping on people's hunts from the SOS flares and just kind of getting a couple minute fights in at a time instead of moving on with the story. But that's beside the point. Welcome <laughs> just to transition to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map, our first show of 2021. So our gaming adventure is continuing into a new year. My name is Daniel. I'm here, as always, with my good friend and co-host, Robert. How are you? I'm doing fine. I haven't slept in 24 hours. How have you been? Pretty good. I have slept in 24 hours for about six, so let's 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 get some energy going here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's New Year's and all that, 2021, yeah. cool, oh, whatever. But besides all this, uh, how was your holidays? Oh, that was, they were good. Very uh, laid back. You know, you can't get together with a lot of people because of current things happening in the world. But yeah, I, I had a great time. What about you? Yeah, uh, same here. Try to make the most of it. Uh, hopefully you got something that was on your Christmas list. Uh, yeah, I got some really cool stuff. 
yeah. some very helpful things like a, you know a new blanket really like that that's cool and what'd you get i asked for a mini vacuum and i actually did get that like oh, a, that's a what's portable out. one yeah like a portable yeah. one that i could just kind of take around and don't have to like have a big old machine just like in the closet somewhere i could just have that like mini one to pick up some stuff easy i honestly wish i had one of those sometimes because when i every now and then i kind of like rearrange things in my room and i have to bring in like the giant vacuum cleaner the shop vac so yeah <laughs> it's kind of cumbersome so a mini one would help with stuff like that yeah um so you know new year's always gets me thinking you 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 know you know the wheels are turning and and i always think about the seminal classic 1976 uh, animated tv special uh rudolph's shiny new year it's a it's a it's a it's a jolly little tale about uh, a little a little baby who who wears a, a top hat and rudolph from the red-nosed reindeer story um travels around and meets interesting characters through history like a, like there's a caveman and there's like benjamin franklin and a knight and they go they go searching for this guy have you ever seen the whole thing uh no but apparently it's played like every end of the year holiday like it's played during christmas but it, it is a new year thing as well yeah and they didn't show it this year which is frustrating but you remember our our favorite little part from that you ha- you have seen a little bit uh, the part with i'm talking about baby bear yeah the jolly little guy who it, it's basically the goldilocks story except it's this this baby and a baby bear and he's got the funniest little voice and he goes around saying somebody broke my chair and stuff like that doing little dances and twirls and spins and i don't know man it's just been a part of the the ether of our conversations for for ever now (laughs) so i highly recommend listener that you at least go watch the three minute scene with this uh baby bear character wherever you can find it or if it comes on tv because this is something that i hold near and dear to my heart and all i gotta say is we're gonna talk about games all kinds of games (laughs) man my favorite quote from that is the end part which i don't want to say it but it's right you know which part it is like you know where things come back turn to a bit of a sour turn. yeah come he's my back. friend he's my friend and he says i say that all the time whenever my friend has to go somewhere i'm like come back come back he's my friend it's just like i don't want to spoil all the quotes yeah because there's so many like every part of that is memorable so that's our little <laughs> that's, a good that's an one. aside here Another thing I just wanted to touch on real quick, because we were talking about Christmas a second ago. Yeah. So Christmas candy was half off, so I couldn't help it but to go buy more Reese's trees. However, these new Reese's trees have Reese's pieces inside of them as well. Oh, man. So here we are, still eating trees. I got Hershey's Kisses that taste like hot cocoa and marshmallows, and I'm like... These really taste like hot cocoa and marshmallows, and I I really should stop eating all the candy. Man. They also brought brought back Doritos 3D. <laughs> See, we were talking about that, and it's like I kind of remember them. I maybe had them once, but there weren't like say I wasn't. I guess 
picking them enough when they were kind of still around because i was like i don't i remember they're just like kind of getting them once and that's it they're the new ones are pretty good so why don't we move on to some news for the week there's not much it's it's end of year news and beginning of year news so there's yeah a few little things i thought were interesting um kanye apparently kanye west i mean apparently um approached nintendo at some point to try and work on a game uh didn't know that i think that's interesting but it got it got the wheels turning again like who else who who would i want to see work on a game with nintendo and immediately i turned to Dwayne the rock johnson and you know why isn't he isn't he part with oh i guess nintendo microsoft are cool so it's not out of the room possibility oh i i just went off based off vin diesel being an arc i'm like well now Dwayne the rock johnson also from Fast and the Furious, needs to create his own, produce his own video game. Nah, I'd I rather have Ludacris. Oh, Ludacris? Ludacris yeah, Ludacris would be cool. That would be much better. So there's that, opening up the door for people to think about what celebrities they want to make games with them. And before we get to the bigger news story, um, Devolver tweeted out, I guess, that they've got five unannounced games, and I will talk about Devolver on this podcast any chance I can get. Um, Fall Guys, The Messenger, Enter the Gungeon, uh, Downwell, they're really just a great developer. They did Hotline Miami, they do Serious Sam, um, Shadow Warrior, so the fact that they've got five games in the works here from the studios behind... Things like, you know, Hotline Miami or The Messenger. For some reason, I always feel like Devolver is really paving the way for indie games to be, like, recognized. I don't know if you feel the same way. They're the people that kind of do the parodies at every E3, right? They kind of do, like, their yeah, parody shows? They do their they do their Devolver directs, and they've gotten, like, progressively more, like, weird or twisted as the years have gone on. Yeah, okay, now I, rem- I remember them. I'm remembering them. Yeah, it's just, for some reason, uh, when I think about indie games, my mind always goes straight to them because I feel like they're doing a lot to promote the developers of indie games. Like, even on a on a bigger scale than, say, Nintendo's Indie World uh, Directs do. Like, Devolver makes the games part of the brand, and I like, I've always enjoyed that. I, I, guess, I guess Devolver is kind of the the brand that does come when you when you think of indie games uh yeah most things that i like were indie games at one point like my favorite game is like prince of persia that was an indie game but then it got picked up by a major company so it, it's still the thing where it's a company but it doesn't feel like its own major company it, it does still feel like a whole like indie scene and all that yeah it feels like it hasn't been taken over by the like corporation yet or something like that i guess <laughs> I mean, it's, it's. I think it's just so. It just has that like, it look to it. That's what they they still they don't do. I guess like AAA titles. Oh, of course not. They're still yeah, a corporation. But uh, yeah. I mean, I think twenty twenty one is a year I want to try more indie games in, considering AAA games are uh going to be higher priced. So indie games, those those prices are usually pretty all right. So good good year to try out some indie games for our listeners here big news of the week ps plus games man eater that's a game <laughs> that's the infant uh that's a game that's uh as near and dear to your your heart yeah and uh i thought of 
of purchasing it or I thought of trying it, but I'm like, uh, uh I'll wait because it's like it's something that I would be entertained by, but maybe not full price. But now that it's a plus title, I'm like, you know what? It's just every time I always think of a game, I think the last time I've, I've done this was with uh, Sniper Elite. I was just oh like, yeah, I remember that. I was like, Sniper Elite looks pretty interesting, and legit the next week they announced it free for playstation plus so this is one of those moments again like i'm interested you know i'll see whenever it goes on sale or something and next thing you know they just announced that uh man eater uh rise of the tomb raider and i forget the other one oh it's shadow of the tomb raider we we got rise like in august i think okay so that one shadows i don't know which one's which so if it's all right so it's rise and i forget the other ones so greedfall Greedfall, there we go. Greedfall is kind of like a it's it's highly regarded. It's it's been well received. It's Focus Home Interactive's like double A version of The Witcher almost, but it takes place in a different type of setting. Looks like more modern than The Witcher, but not quite modern. Um yeah. I was reading some reviews and stuff and I've heard of it before, so it's it's probably worth the shot. At least I'm interested in it. Shadow of the Tomb Raider I'm a little more interested in because I heard it's less, like, shooter-heavy than Rise was because I kind of got bored with Rise real quick. <laughs> but, uh, hey, since you're so good at getting these PS Plus games to come out, I'm like, maybe you should say, oh, I wish Code Vein was on PS Plus. Wouldn't that just be great? See, I, 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 this has to be a game that I'm, I'm... It has to be to the point where I don't... I don't have anything to play, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm interested in a certain game that I haven't, a franchise I've never tried. I'm like, you know what? That game looks pretty interesting. I'm willing to give it a try, and it just, it just so happens. So it has to have that special problem where I don't have any game to play. There's really nothing really entertaining. It's like, you know, I got to try something different and something new. But also, maybe God Eater 3 will come to Plus one of these days. Feels Hopefully. like it could. <laughs> yeah, so that's a good month, honestly. I mean, I have the PS5 game already, but I've had it since it was a PS4 game, so I guess, cool. Uh, Destruction All-Stars is, is February's yeah. PS5 game, so that's actually really hype. So, Anyhow, we got a big episode ahead of us, so we're going to get to our Nintendo Direct rumors, sponsored by Markers on the Map Presents Trial by Energy Drink. This week's flavor is Checkpoint Cherry. And our game is called Real World, A Fishing Odyssey. From the makers of Real or No Real, let's make a real, and the real housewives of game land, comes an all-new Switch-exclusive adventure sim starring some of the greatest fishermen in the history of gaming. Cast your line into the depths of destiny in the greatest crossover of all time. Arthur Morgan fishes for his friends. Bring your fish to camp to make sure everyone's operating at peak efficiency while Pearson keeps detailed records of all your catches. Noctis fishes for fun. Be a prince with major responsibilities like trying to figure out the plot of a game without having seen the prequel movie and anime series. Ignis will chronicle each fish with scrupulous detail and an eye for the dramatic. Zagreus fishes for sport. Escaping Hades not working out well for you? Take a break by fishing in lava pits of despair and delivering your bounty to the head chef, all whilst learning a thing or two about the interesting aquatic dwellers of the underworld. Villager fishes for work. Catch fish and make little jokes and puns as you wander around month after month in search of rare fish with such a low spawn rate that you're sure to go wild when one finally pops up. 
deliver your fish to Blathers the Owl in order to create the aquarium of your dreams. And the boy from Moon fishes for love, but you won't get a fish, you'll get some kind of fridge or game console or sometimes even trash. But have faith! Have faith! There's fish in that pond, I know it. These five brave heroes have stories that intersect with one another. As they all discover the bond that keeps them together is the bond they share in their passion for collecting and cataloging the denizens of the deep blue. Customize clothing and cosmetics. Earn ribbons, medals, and trophies, and enjoy the relaxing world in its many varying styles. Pre-order soon for a chance at early access to the game's first DLC character, who's one you know quite well. And be on the lookout for the Reel It Up Season Pass, said to contain at least another full set of characters and stories. Embrace, connect, and cast your line in Real World, a fishing odyssey. Uh, I like this, I want this. Never played a fishing game, so I, I have no idea. Well, every every game has a little fishing mini game now. I've noticed that. Even Hades, Hades has a fishing mini game in it. So to to couple that with an adventure where we have a crossover between Red Dead Redemption and Final Fantasy Fifteen, Hades, uh, Animal Crossing, and Moon, that old PS One game that finally came to america this year seems like an interesting proposition now the season pass claims we should know the first dlc character but i can't think of another famous fishing character a character known for fishing of course arthur morgan is known for his fishing yakuza isn't there isn't there a mini fishing game oh, in that there might be where like you can fish and you can get like a purse oh yeah it, it might there, I, you might be right Animal I've only Crossing. played Kiwami. Animal Crossing is in there. Um, I was thinking Yakuza would be the one where you actually just do the carnival game fishing. Or you cast a little tiny fishing rod to get like a gold fish or something. <laughs> so, you know, all these characters are known for fishing. Uh, of course, the main goal in Final Fantasy XV is to catch the biggest fish. The final boss battle in Red Dead Redemption 2 was, of course, against the giant fish that you have to catch. Yeah. Uh I'm in. I'm into this. I'll play a little nice, chill, laid-back crossover game. And, you know, it's it's funny. On a certain Game Boy port of a certain game that we're going to talk about, there is a mini fishing game as, like, a bonus Actually, mini game. you're right. <laughs> and I completely forgot about that. But you were completely right. Are we saying that we expect Donkey Kong to be one of these DLC characters? Don't, don't get my man. hopes out. It, it's it's a possibility. <laughs> he qualifies for that category of, of a fishing game. He does, and so does Link from The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening uh, Deluxe for the Nintendo Switch. A game that I realized, as an aside here, there are five Zelda games on the Switch, and Breath of the Wild is my least favorite. Didn't that seem a little weird? <laughs> from the weapon problem, it's not. Because That's I true. would be frustrated with that mechanic of using a weapon and then it's just kind of pointless and you just kind of either fix it or get a new one. So that would bother me too. And with that as an aside, let's talk about Donkey Kong Country. That's <laughs> why we're here for this this New Year's special. Yeah, we, we're going to give each Donkey Kong Country game its own episode, but we're going to do Donkey Kong Country 1 today. I think the best way to go about it is to do it in chronological order. But uh, any opening thoughts we got here? 
this is probably between you and me we have different opinions on a lot of things but Mm -hmm. this is probably the greatest platforming franchise like from the both of us like if we both have to agree on one thing is that this series is the greatest of platforming it's the pinnacle of good platformers and when the sequels are considered you see that a lot of those ideas translate over to modern games but not not as well yeah we're going to talk about the first game what we like what we don't like although it's really the things that are not quite as good in it in the game are generally still better than most in the platforming genre so full disclosure I don't think either of us have major problems with any of the Donkey Kong Country uh, original trilogy. <laughs> yeah, it's like one thing, and that's literally, it's just like, eh, you just kind of forget about it. It's one thing, it's not going to ruin the whole thing. Yeah. So, Donkey Kong has his banana horde stolen by the Kremlings, and we go into the first level, Jungle Hijinks. Pretty introductory, although I like the progression of, of this level. It's like one of those Mario 1-1 game design things where it starts you off getting enemies that you wouldn't necessarily get in other levels um, that are right after it. But it introduces you easy enemies and then a little bit of difficult enemies, hard enemies, some enemies you have to dodge like the Neki that's throwing the nut down at you. So not much to say about this one for me, but Ropey Rampage, the second level, kind of changes that up a little bit. It's So the first level kind of shows you that there's secrets like when you have rambi because it shows it, it shows you the animal body in the very first level mm-hmm. and then you use rambi to kind of run towards the wall and it, it takes you to a bonus room it sh- the game at that point the game is telling you it's like hey there's secrets everywhere you know keep an eye out you never know when there's a secret wall that you have to take a barrow or an animal buddy to break it down or there's a secret jump that you do that leads you to a barrel that shoots you to a bonus room and all that so on this in the second level i think i did it in our initial playthrough because we we both played it as one go as like together yeah and obviously there's some things that i know there's some things that you know but i believe i did uh the secret barrel under uh the trees and you didn't even know that was there yeah and i've played this game across three three systems game boy color game boy advance and now the super nintendo version like full disclosure i've i've grown up with the game boy advance versions so there's certain like nitpicks i have about the snes versions that are not that are that you could only have playing the the widescreen versions first but go go ahead and continue it's just that the second level just kind of shows you that uh not only is there barrels or or walls that are going to be you know destructible that you can go through but barrels that lead to bonuses are kind of hidden where sometimes you just have to take that you know jump of faith like well maybe there's a bonus barrel down here but it's Mm -hmm. a gamble obviously because it's like well there's nothing down there i just threw the character off the ledge and then have to restart either from the checkpoint or from the beginning of the level and i think what the game is trying to tell you is like there's a bunch of secrets everywhere if you just want to play the game all the way through to the final boss, you can do that. But when you're done, there's still more things to do after you're done because there's a bunch of bonus stuff that you can go collect. Yeah, it, it makes the difference between the first world taking 20 minutes if you're exploring 
or if you're doing like just a straight run through the level this this first world is easy enough to get through in two three minutes yeah with with the water one being the only one that's that's got any slowdown to it but before that we have reptile rumble our first look at the cave levels in the game um not too much to say we've got the snake enemies um we've got a few jumping uh kremlings but you know first world is just introducing us to these things same with the water level although this is the infamous thing that scared me on game boy color when i thought that the croctopus was a spider because back then when i was playing it on the game boy color i was very young and it took me like forever just to get to the fourth (laughs) level so (laughs) it really scared me so water level introduce the water level and probably like one of the greatest performance of music on like super nintendo Oh, yeah, and Game Boy for that matter. Like, the music for uh, Aquatic Ambience is, like, mesmerizing. And not to mention, it was remixed for Donkey Kong Country 3's Game Boy Advance version by David Wise, and there's versions of it in Tropical Freeze. Um, so after that, we're back to the jungle for Barrel Cannon Canyon, a level that you can technically skip a lot of. Mostly half of it. And... As like I said, if there's, there there is one level. It's in the snow world. We'll get to that one. But the Ooh. game shows that yeah, you can take the level the traditional way where you can just kind of go through it. You know, Donkey Kong on the floor just kind of doing regular platforming. Or like I said, you can find those bonuses and find those level skips. Because I I believe in the Game Boy version there's actual like level skips where it'll just skip the entire level. But with this one, it just kind of takes you at least halfway it'll get you to the checkpoint yeah it's a it's a good skip especially if you're just doing what i usually do and just running through the levels not worrying about collectibles like our approaches i noticed when we were doing our like co-op playthrough are very different i would say it's not that our playthroughs are different i just i've played dk my entire life i remember the earliest game i played was donkey kong country and i i just I played it all the time because it was such a good game. And so I know some secrets. But to this day, there's still secrets that I don't know. But I'm just really going for the secrets that I know because either it's an easy... There's easy lives there or it's just really cool to see some bonus rooms. Yeah. So we get through Barrel Cannon Canyon and we get to the pinnacle of boss battles for me. Very Naughty's Lair. I like it because it's easy. Very easy. <laughs> I like an easy platformer boss that doesn't make you do anything weird. Is it easy because it is easy, or is it easy because we just grew up with it so much that we know what's going to happen? I, I think this this one is easy because it's easy. Yeah. It has to be because all you do is just jump on him. Yeah, it, it's a boss that you do what you're doing the whole game to this boss. What, I, it's just like when platforming bosses get like odd or weird like they do in later games it starts to be a problem for me but world two is the mines starting with winky's walkway now for me the walkway theme and when we say theme we're not talking about the music we'll 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 say music when we're talking about music but the theme the level layout the theme probably my least favorite just a drab background with like some platforms this is winky's level i have to say it winky and any any spring jumpy animal Mm. buddy are the worst yeah agreed because when they jump they jump super high and they're not really precise you know how far they're gonna go 
and they're sometimes, a little unwieldy. Yeah, there, sometimes their jumps actually don't even function. So you think you're doing a jump, but you kind of do a, a little, kind of little hop, and then you kind of go plummeting down like to the hole. So it's like, I don't know, they're just very unreliable to me at some points, where I'm, I'm more comfortable just using a Kong than an animal buddy. Yeah, sometimes I'll elect to skip it. If it's something like Winky or the snake from we'll the get second to, one. He'll, he'll, get his, <laughs> he'll get his soon, but we're going to have to save him for another. So here's one that people think is really hard, mm-hmm. really early. Minecart Carnage. Now, it's probably because I've done it a million times, but it's not hard at all. Not, not Minecart Carnage for me personally. I do not think this is a challenging level. I happen to think that um, the third game has the hardest initial like vehicle level. But Minecart Carnage, I can see where it gives people issues. But again, I've done it so many times that I just can enjoy the music instead of having to worry about the, the platforming. Donkey Kong is just shows that even if you get game overs, the more you continue to play a level, the more you understand it, the more you'll know the distance and physics of you know how high a jump is and how far you'll take you you'll you'll get to yeah. that level easy but uh you didn't do this in your playthrough because you played it there's an entire level skip in the beginning of that level i instead think i've of, seen that done yeah instead of jumping on the barrel to get on the cart you jump over the barrel and when you're heading down to the like the open floor obviously like you know you think like oh this is gonna be a death trap no you just move your character towards the left of the wall and just follow that and it'll hit you'll you'll land on a barrel and the barrel will take you straight to the end i did so, not know that we'll yeah, have to give that one a try if you're having difficulty on that level there is a level skip so i i advise just to keep going at it and beat it but if if you just want to not do it because you you know you really just can't do it at the moment there is a level skip and there's another kind of level skip coming up after this level bouncy bonanza now yeah this is the one with the tire, if I'm correct, yeah. that you have to push the, long. The push tire, and then also has Winky as well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, some of these cave ones I don't like. This is I I do like the theme, how the caves turn purple in this one, but other than that, I mean, not my favorite. Yeah, it's, it's kind of uh, uh, forgettable. The only time it's really remembered is the end point but only because like i said if you take winky it is more difficult because i do genuinely think that their jumps are unreliable to where i think i'm doing a full jump and it just doesn't do it and then i have to do a yoshi thing where i have to either throw the animal buddy but it doesn't work like that in this one like how it does in mario like they don't dk and diddy really don't get that much of a of a boost jumping off an animal buddy yeah compared to like mario while we're at it it might be a good point to mention that of the themes in this game, the the level layouts, this game probably the least interesting because there's a lot of like those plain looking ones, but it's it's a testament to how the series evolved in the arts department yeah. as it goes on that we've got things that are completely out of the ordinary in the next two games. I, I think it's because obviously it's a new ip even though it, it is donkey kong like oh that, that game's been out for a while. but it's never been like platforming this style it was kind of like yeah. the first try so the rt maybe wanted to do some cool things but they probably thought oh we can't do that the limitation blah 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 you know whatever was thinking that was holding them back but then 
when they saw probably how good the first one did and it was like okay maybe there is like more things we could do because like david wise he composed the entire score and you really look at like the super nintendo's like chips it doesn't control and doesn't have as much as you think it would because of how mm-hmm. good the actual audio is in that game you're like oh this chip must be like out of this world but it's only like i think like an 18 channel or not eight, it's like an eight channel like sound system so that's like you, you know different uh sound effects like jump and you know the, the a boing or yeah. something you know something something like that basically he he created something out of the limitation of what the system could do so i think that kind of pushed a little bit more of the art like okay what can we actually do yeah and of course the music is uh, like perfect and recognizable of true masterpiece and you know for for a first try at a donkey kong platformer i think a first try is pretty good when you've got one of the three best games on the super nintendo (laughs) oh yeah i mean it's a first try it's it's really good because like i said it's up there so stop and go station is next (laughs) on our tour stop and go station is a level that you can walk left and you'll you know be like two jumps from the end i always enjoyed that stop and go station isn't my favorite level but you don't need to play this level if it's not your favorite level you can just go straight to the end i do own the japanese version of Mm -hmm. of this one so i own the north american and the japanese version of talking on country and i said during our uh, playthrough because in in the north american version this is taken out but in the stop and go uh level the enemies that obviously uh i don't know what they're called i forgot what they were called the rock croc in the japanese version you can actually um like do damage to them like you just when they're when they're in their uh ball state you just uh slam uh you do the ground pound and then they actually takes them off the screen compared to the american version you just can't do nothing with them they're just kind of there i guess interesting level but i skip it most of the time i mean when we played it i went through it and honestly that might have been like the second time i ever actually just went through the level ever <laughs> and all the times i played this <laughs> i go through most of it except for one level and we'll get to like so we'll get oh to yeah it. for sure <laughs> um milestone mayhem our first look at the temple probably one of the more unique themes this is the better temple level for me because i don't like i'm not a fan of being chased by the giant wheel but we'll get to that <laughs> and we have uh neki the pink version of the giant bird basically another boss where you just jump on their head uh, but this time you're dodging a few projectiles easy move on to world three you're gonna forget about the infinite lives oh is that is was that one in milestone mayhem yeah okay so yeah you can <laughs> you showed me and i you yeah. can do basically your one-up shell trick from mario except you just take a crusher and like what it's like you threw something at it right no no so the, the, this is the trick so you, you need diddy Diddy's important because diddy can't can uh he can't defeat like bulkier stronger enemies that's why dk's are like kind of like diddy's faster but he can't take out the big guys where you know uh dk can mm-hmm. but what you do is you take you grab diddy uh you let a crush a, uh like fall to the like the kind of entrance of the level because it's a they're on a higher platform so you let it fall down and you take Diddy and you jump him on the highest peak of the entrance gate. When the Crusher is coming towards the gate, di- take Diddy to the edge and let him slide. And at the same time, his slide and the Crusher have to meet at, at the same point. 
and you have to hold left on the controller. That's very important. You actually have to hold the left uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, input. Because in the game, it actually has the whole Mario thing where the more enemies you jump on, eventually like, oh, one, two, three, you know, four, five, and then it'll start counting instead of points to, like, it'll actually give you lives. So, the thing is that obviously Diddy can't, you know, he can't, you know, kill the Crusher, but since he is technically still jumping on an enemy, eventually they'll start counting the points and they'll start giving you lives, which you can get... I don't know what's the max lives you can get, but it says 99 up there. But you mm-hmm. can go well beyond 99 lives. It'll still count the lives even after the 99. So that was another cool trick. And after that, we're in Vine Valley mm-hmm. for Vulture Culture. That level with those stupid birds. Yeah, I, 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 that's like favorite theme. A very beautiful foresty theme. Very nice greens. Um, Treetop Town is next. Not like my favorite. But the layout is nice, yeah. And then after... See, there's not much to say about those. But Forest yeah. Frenzy, that's the one with the ropes that yeah. you kind of ride on and dodge the, the dodge the zingers. So um, I was never big into this level, but I appreciated it more as the years went by because that forest theme is so nice. And I believe this is the last time we see the forest theme in the entire game. Yeah, so, it's only those two levels. It's like savor it while it lasts. Yeah. Now you you like Temple Tempest? I don't. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> why don't you talk about Temple Tempest? Uh, I like Temple Tempest. I guess because I just like how the beavers look. They look funny to me. And it's just, just kind rolling of... <laughs> in their wheel. <laughs> and it's but it's a funny animation when they start chasing you. It's a big wheel just chasing you, and it's such a funny beaver in the in the center. These levels were. The things chase you, and Mario does this sometimes too. They're, they've never been my favorite, but you 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 handled it. You did it, handle it. <laughs> it it, it kind of pushes you to kind of be like, hey, some of these levels you can beat just running straight through. You don't have to stop. Like if you some of these levels, man, you could just run straight through and don't have mm-hmm. to stop the momentum. Like just go for it. You don't have to stop and do some weird like platform where you have to jump on a certain level and then do this and do that no it's like no you can just straight up just run through it but i think a level that's hard to do that in is orangutan gang oh man with the tra- those traitorous monkey kongs <laughs> the traitors. i don't like them they're actually no. much better in the in the game boy color and game boy advance versions in this version they are evil the super nintendo version yeah man, this level i hate this level man espresso is not great no actually he <laughs> might be like the worst just... animal buddy yeah in this game it's just like skip espresso just just go through the level and yeah pray that you don't get hit by a barrel it's like you it's like you think you could jump on the barrel when he's holding it over his head but no you'll still take damage from that yeah i don't i don't like espresso uh good level though i I like i like the that it's all the trees as the platform is the ground you don't you're not on the ground you're using the trees as a a means to get through it that's like the saving grace for the level it's not it's a really nice theme yeah um clam city takes us back to the water for the first time since the fourth level of the game and you know you're just dodging clams shooting out bullets and in the form of clams i think you get a guard in this level as well yeah um, pretty pretty unremarkable but very nice again the theme is good and the music is good as well and we get to the boss of vine valley the bumblebee rumble our our giant 
zinger here um yeah much harder in the game boy advance version when you have minions but still kind of a pain in this one easy mode use diddy because you could just use him to run towards towards you and he'll just run into the barrel because diddy holds it in front of him uh want to challenge just try to do the level with dk because obviously dk holds it above him and mm-hmm. if he chases towards you you can't stop him like he won't run into the barrel because he'll hit uh, dk before he hit the barrel so it's like e- easy mode have diddy and just hold it in front of him he'll just take the hit but uh challenge i would take dk and try throwing him at him and you know that's our first boss that's kind of different than a platforming style boss. yeah the but, queen bee yeah we'll 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 check out gorilla glacier with the notorious snow barrel blast oh a level completely full of like perfecting aiming the spinning barrels with a with a little something that I think helps me that to to know that you showed me. I've done that trick for forever, but when I got it, I was like, "All right, let me see if I can actually beat this level legit." I don't think I actually can anymore. I'm like, "Can I not beat this level anymore?" Because I mean, I'm I'm getting older, man. I can't. My eyes are. I I need glasses. I think if I honestly got glasses, it would be probably different. But my my vision's not the the best that it used to be. Like at a distance, I have to be pretty close to the screen, and I want to smudge my face up on the screen. But there is a trick. Another one, one of those where like, hey, if it gets too difficult, there is a trick that can take you from the half. So you have to do the whole first half of it. But there is a trick where you ride a barrel and take you just the rest of the way to the end, and then you just ju- do a couple jumps, and you're right there. See, I've only ever done this level legit, so knowing that is very comforting, because yeah. this is a level where I permit myself to use save states, because I just, it, it it's, I'm gonna say, um, I don't want to say it's the worst level in the game, it, but it's, it's the definitely, worst level. it is, yeah, I have this with with the snow blocking your vision, and you have to be on point with the barrel. If not, you're just gonna shoot him off to by chance maybe hit another barrel, but less likely. Yeah. And the, or you just shoot him straight down. It's just like, it's a. I, I think it's the worst level. I don't even think the last level is that that difficult. It's got a really bad placement if you're playing on the Super Nintendo version as well. The save placement, like you have to get through a lot of stuff, and then this level just to get another save i think you have to i don't remember where the save point is in gorilla glacier but it's not right after snow barrel blast <laughs> it's so after you hit the checkpoint you kind of do a little bit of some platforming it's, it's it was one of the barrels the second barrel down when you start doing the actual like having to get the perfect angle and shoot at the right time to get to the next barrel it's the second basically it's the first one and the, the and then there's one down you take that one down, and then you look straight down, and it's there's a bonus right under that barrel because the camera won't pan down, but there is a bonus under it. It's a it's a it's a bad level. It's disorienting. Slipside ride is disorienting, but it's pretty good. That one with the ropes, the purple the, and blue. I ropes. mean, the main theme of that one is that it's the most unique one because it has crystals in the back. Yeah. Or it's ice. Well, it's crystals. It's more like most likely uh, crystals. And it is the only one in the game with that theme, right? Yeah. I don't think there's any any other level that has that theme. That's weird how they would use the, the walkway theme so much and only use the ice cave once. So that's good. Ice Age Alley, the other snow level is... Easy. That's easy. Way better. It's way yeah. better. <laughs> it's rope. It's rope jumping, which that's pretty easy. Yeah. And Croctopus Chase 
is the one where the spiders chase you um, oh, in the yeah. water. Um, I think this is the one with the like the deep blue background. Yeah. I think the the colors of the water levels in all three games are really really nice. So there's not much to say about that one. Uh, Torchlight Trouble gives us the only appearance I believe in this game of Squawks. Yeah, it's the only time it shows Squawks. Yeah, and he's just kind of lighting the way for you. And other than that, it's just another you know one of your generic cave levels. Yeah. And Rope Bridge Rumble is another one of those treetop levels. This one has zingers, and you have to, like, jump over them with the tire and everything. But overall, might be my least favorite world in the game, the Gorilla Glacier. I feel like mm. the Ice Cave level and then the Underwater level are, like, the 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 standouts. But otherwise, Gorilla uh, Glacier might be my least favorite world. Never really thought about it, but, yeah, probably. It probably yeah. is the weakest world. You've got really naughty rampage, a reskin of the first boss. Yeah. That I forgot the gimmick of, embarrassingly enough, <laughs> when we played. So, curse this boss. <laughs> um, but Creme Croc Industries Incorporated. That that's a good world. That is a good one. Has some of the best level, theme and song. Yeah. Um, Oil Drum Alley is one of my favorite levels in the game. It's just the right amount of challenging. Also has probably my favorite layout, the factory. And the theme, or the music I should say, um, is my favorite song in the game. Fear Factory. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. And this level is just... I remember the first time I got to this level on the Game Boy Color version, which was the first one I played. And I just like didn't want to stop playing this level. Mostly because it was so hard that I couldn't stop playing this level, but it was so good. I, w- I wasn't mad because the song was so good. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good, as I said, that theme of the level and then the song, are, it's really good. And they remade the song in Returns, right? Yeah. yeah. And the factory level as well, too, is really cool. Now, Trick Track Trek is not the bad, like, moving platform level of the game. Yeah. It's not great but it's not the bad one <laughs> yeah there's a there's a worse one in the yeah. last level in the last world last world um elevator antics is what teaches people how to do the roll jump um i feel like it's a semi skill check for the game once you get to the end and the weird thing about this i think this was the level i was shocked to see that the gimmick of the level is saved for the second half like usually there's a gimmick in every level of donkey kong country that progresses as the level goes on gets harder in this one they save the actual elevator platforms for the very end of the level and it teaches you really how to do these rolling jumps or these like not not necessarily frame perfect i think that wouldn't be fair but semi not semi they're they're just very difficult jumps (laughs) poison pond was next i did all the water levels yeah, the way it worked out, because we did level by level, and if somebody took a boss, they did a level. So, Poison Pond. Um, favorite color of a water level? <laughs> it's the worst water level. Not in the worst sense of it's bad, more in the sense it's the hardest. Yeah, it's definitely hardest. Um, on guard shows up, you've got your gears, whatever you want to call them, your spinning gears. I like the colors, though. See, I, I as a kid, uh, I had a soup. That looked like gears, and I remember I used to call it Donkey Kong Soup. 
because it looked <laughs> like the gears from that level from the game. So I was like, oh, so that's that special Donkey Kong soup that I like. Gears and cheese. <laughs> is there? I mean, I still eat like the soup from time to time because mm-hmm. just it's just really good soup. Like I haven't been sick this whole year, but whenever I got sick, that was a good soup to like have. But those gears, gears. I was those were like special. Those were like some theme Donkey Kong gears, but they're just that's how they look. So Poison Pond, I think on the Game Boy Advance version, the green is a little more like brighter. So I always never had an issue playing that level. Um, Minecart Madness. This one's a bit trickier. This mm-hmm. one involves jumping out of the minecart, if I'm remembering correctly. But still, I can't say that it's harder than any of the vehicle levels in the third game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And three three is just, like I said, it's a whole nother episode. But one is nothing compared to the rest of them. Yeah. And two, of course, has the infamous, you know, races and the ones where you have to hit the plus and minus barrels it's just like nobody should be complaining about the minecart levels in this first game they're not they're not awful like i'd never put anyone down for not being able to do them but if you were if somebody were to say oh these are the hardest minecraft my minecart levels in in the series i'd be like no listen no (laughs) i'm Um, a veteran i'm a dk veteran i know what comes next after this oh yeah blackout basement oh see i'm gonna give you a story as a kid i had one of those old like 80s tvs i played these like old cr 80s tvs yeah i remember distinctly that the yellows on on the corners of the of the platforms because there's a bunch of like holes that you can fall through i remember that you can see it in the even when it's dark, that told you where to land because you could still see the yellow. And it wasn't like, oh, it's not like it's kind of no one like no, you can distinctly see the yellow. But then growing up, I I realized like, oh, I don't see the yellow anymore. So I always thought like, oh, it's just in my head. Like maybe I just made it up, thinking that oh, because I'm still seeing the yellow and then it turns black the eye my vision is still seeing the yellow but the actual game doesn't show it like mm-hmm. it's just i was like oh it's probably just something like that but when we play this version you can see the yellow you can see it i'm like no i'm not crazy because you can actually see the yellow it's it's like it's not a hard level to do for for us even without the the lights it's like we kind of know where things are it's this this, this our, our discussion of this game is a product of both of us having played it since we were very, very young. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's the first thing I've ever played. It's the first thing, I, first game I ever picked up. So I know this game from top to bottom. Well, mostly. Yeah. And I swore, I swore as a kid, I was like, no, like you can see the, like you can see the yellow. And I'm thinking like, oh, maybe because I haven't played on a CRT, maybe that's why. But then I got it like a CRT and I couldn't, mm-hmm. I still couldn't see the yellow. So like, oh, maybe it's just a memory that I, 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 I made up and you know, all this stuff, but no, in in the Switch version, you can see the yellow. I'm like, no, I'm not crazy. You can see it right there. It's mm-hmm. not clear as day, but it's still noticeably there. And after Blackout Basement, Boss Dum Drum, basically throwing out enemies at you that you fought. The end. Uh, cool design, though. <laughs> cool design, cool concept, but the the layout of the enemies don't make sense because you'll get like some like these ones, like all right, yeah, like the, and then you get like the big like buff ones towards the end you're like okay like not the ones that diddy can't destroy but obviously like the 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 army hat wearing ones yeah, i clump. forget their name too yeah oh clump yeah and then you can obviously like diddy roll under them but 
the armadillos are the last enemies that they throw. I'm so confused by that. I was like, the armadillos are pretty easy. Why would they be like the last thing? I feel like the the big guys would be the last things before the end of the boss fight. I just felt like the armadillos always made sense to be last because they're the ones that are the tr- like they have a gimmick to them. You have to stop them to. I don't know. Okay. It's just a weird boss. Yeah. Especially like it's just a weird boss. <laughs> like I don't know. In what... general, it's a yeah physical <laughs> barrel. I don't know if it's actually a, a living thing or it's just a barrel being controlled by like maybe machines or something. Yeah. All right, chimp caverns tanked up trouble. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> You have to keep filling the battery on the platform that's moving. It's like Trick Track Trek, except you have to, like, refill the battery. I hate it. I'm sorry. I don't like this level. <laughs> it's like if you took a road trip, for, but every time you, you pass a gas station, you have to stop and fill up gas, or else yeah. you won't make it to the next gas station. You'd just be stuck. That's how it is. And you do have to hit every single one. Yeah. There's no wiggle room here. This is the last world. This is when all the nonsense starts popping off. I think the first time, the first couple ones you can, like the first one, the first two you can miss. But other than that, yeah, it's like you can't miss a single one. You have well, to Well, at them. least you can't miss any of the difficult ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, Manic Mincers is after that. Manic Mincers is another cave level, but it's got the nicest background on the theme. It's green, and I guess you can kind of tell what my favorite color is, but this is the one with the gears. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember this one. Yeah, not not anything super remarkable. Um, Misty Mine is the one with the mist (laughs) and the barrels, like the drums that shoot Mm -hmm. out the enemies. They get kind of annoying because sometimes when you're just kind of the motion of the level... And you yeah. think there's not going to be an enemy in front of you. They just kind of spawn out of nowhere. So it does get kind of annoying in that sense where an enemy could just appear out of nowhere. Now, the Game Boy Color version has Neki Nutmare, another cave level after this. Um, like in between Misty Mine and Loopy Lights. Yeah. Uh, it's not anything remarkable. I don't even remember it. I was just looking through the level list. And I'm like, there was a bonus level here that I didn't know about. But anything to do with Neki's is probably annoying. Oh yeah. Full disclosure. That's foreshadowing for the next for the next game. Oh yeah. <laughs> Loopy lights though. It's all right. Loopy lights is fine. Oh, uh, that's the one where the the uh, on-off barrels and the claptrap jumps with you, right? I believe that's something that happens. Is that one. a different yeah. level? No, no. You're talking about the 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 little guys. Yeah, the claptraps. Yeah, this is the one with yeah, the ones that jump with, with the, you. With the, the K. Ones. Yeah. Again, they're. They're throwing these new gimmicks at you. I mean, it's nothing compared to the gimmick they throw you at in platform perils, but they do throw those clap traps that jump with you in this one. Um, but it's, but platform perils is is really <laughs> platform perils is is something else. See, my opinion at the end, it is a little bit difficult, but not really. Like I said, it's one of those things where if you know it, you know what to do. So it's like it's not that difficult. So it's it's not that hard of a level for me. Well, yeah, and, you know, again, I would never fault anyone for thinking that the game is hard past, you know, at all, actually. I would never fault somebody for thinking this game is hard, but it is easy because we've played it for years and years and years. I I tend to play these at least once, maybe twice a year, but Platform Perils, I hate for the fact that it does throw some curveballs at you at the end, like a brand new enemy type, the Grey Crusher, and it does this whole thing where you've got to jump back and be taken to the left. It's... It it feels like it's right at home 
being in the final world of a Super Nintendo platformer. It feels like the yeah. amount of nonsense it throws at you is appropriate for the times, as much as I hate it. <laughs> it it's one of those words like, and he's only defeatable by barrels. Even DK can't just like jump on him. You have to throw a barrel at them yeah. in order for them to get off the platform. So there's that, and Neki's Revenge, uh, another the purple version of Neki in the yeah. Game Boy Advance. You like, fought against both of them. Neki Senior, I think. Yeah, Neki Senior. Is, yeah, but you fought against both of them in the Game Boy Advance version, so it was yeah, a I, I remember tricky. that. But the bosses in this game aren't bad when you. <laughs> Well, they're not difficult when, in comparison to the later games, but we'll get yeah. to those. Um, Gangplank Galleon. Here we are. The showdown against King K. Rule on the pirate ship with some really dope music. I'll let you handle this because I would I mean, I'm, I've beaten it, but I don't like doing it. <laughs> See, it's probably my favorite level in the entire game. I love defeating King K. Rule because... I find it easy, but it's still a challenge where I don't have to sweat, but I can't just be laying back. I still have to be on my toes. It's the perfect balance of it's nothing that I can't not do, but at the same time, I just can't just not try because if I not try, I'm I'm a lose because like either you know it keeps me on my toes, but I'm not I'm not breaking a sweat over it. Yeah, you you seemed like you had it pretty down. <laughs> I'm always the last one to to fight King Kiryu because I'm actually a guarantee win. So everyone else wants to give it a try before I go for it. And I'm a guarantee, like, I'm going to beat him. I even beat him with both Kongs while playing DK all the way through. Difficult boss because he does the whole different speeds. There is a different speed to it. At first it's slow, but then it gets faster and faster and faster. So that's the difficult part. Other than that, it's very sim- same pattern, simple things you can figure out. And still, easier than, you know, other bosses, I think, more fair than other bosses on the console or something like a boss in Mega Man X or something like that. Yeah. Like, there's an element of fairness here. It, it, it doesn't throw something out of nowhere like the later boss fights. It's still jump on him at the right moment and dodge things just being thrown at you. So it's nothing out of that you haven't been doing throughout the game. It, it does do that fake credits thing, though, which was always a trip. <laughs> Everything in K's at the end because of King K. Rule. Mm-hmm. So we beat King K. Rule. We got the Banana Horde back. We get that cool little credits thing where they go through the enemies. And, you know, because we played it on Switch Online... Um, you can do little claps and cheers with yeah. the right with the right stick. So we were like cheering for the things we liked and not cheering for things like you know. I don't think there's anyone we didn't like in the first one. Well, espresso. I don't and Winky maybe. Who knows? <laughs> maybe I don't think I think we we applaud just for respect of them being animal boys. But I don't think there was any enemy besides the traitor that. Oh orangutan. yeah, the traitor. The traitor, Rangertang, and I think Mini Neki. I don't think we uh, applause for him because he's he's a bit annoying. He's evil. (laughs) Yeah, they're evil. Overall, I'd say this is in the top three Super Nintendo games. I don't think it's hard to figure out what else is in the top three Super Nintendo games. It's got some highs and it's got some lows compared to the other ones. But it's a good little introduction 
it, it's a lead up to what I think is the superior game. And there's so much to say about Donkey Kong Country 2. But we will do Donkey Kong Country 2 on another episode. <laughs> My final thoughts on this game, not only with the importance of it being the first game I ever played, uh, one of those games where I do play every year, beat it every year. It's just one of those games where if I, I can't pick a favorite of anything you ask me what's my favorite of anything i'll just give you 10 things that's all i just like them all equally but there's some things i like on and off between things if i had like top 10 games of all time i would have it really be a top 20 because i would give you like my top 10 through two easy but my number one pick would be like 10 other options because mm-hmm. this game I, I love some games and there's another game i love from the super nintendo but donkey kong country is so great it's peak platforming because it doesn't have that much of weird gimmicks thrown at it it's a comfort it's like a it's a comforting game it is it's something that you have played your whole life same here and it's always comforting to go back you know what to expect you're not playing it to challenge yourself anymore you're playing it because you enjoy running through the levels collecting things or finding bonus rooms seeing the themes listening to the music and everything you like we've gone past the point where we're playing these games to challenge ourselves and gone beyond to where they're like maybe i'm looking for some kind of nostalgia and i'll pop in donkey kong country it's it's a game where i think the kinky rule fight kind of sums up the way i feel it where it's I don't have to be on the edge of my seat, but I can't just be laying down being lazy. I just it keeps me on my toes, but not to the point where I'm I'm breaking a sweat over it. It's like no, this is a good game. Minus that one level in the in the snow world. Oh the, yeah, the, that's like that the never one gets minus. <laughs> yeah, but that's the one minus I honestly can think of the entire game. Like that's the one level I don't like because of how much of that end part is kind of just like wow. I have to get the right you know angle in the right shot or else i'm gonna go down and i have to restart so dk is it's up there it is i would say it's part of my one list like if i have to have like oh what's your number one game it's on that list of this is a game that i would play definitely if i had to choose like oh what are the 10 like three games that you can only play for the rest of your life it's on there most definitely Mm -hmm. on there and i i still like the game boy advance version best see I was gonna say that we have so we have a few between us where what's our favorite version, and I played both, and I still think the Super Nintendo is the superior version. I I just the the way the sounds, the way the music, the way that the Game Boy Advance processes has always been something that stuck with me. Not to say it's bad on the SNES because it's not, but the widescreen difference helps with seeing a lot of things that would be considered nonsense come up in in the in these in this trilogy the widescreen really helps um with seeing what's ahead and that that there's a few instances in each of the three games on the super nintendo versions where you cannot see what's coming up but that's that's just a nitpick i i did grow up with the game boy advanced versions um for this game i grew up with the game boy color version so but i like the advanced version better than the color version but that's besides the point it's a good game no matter what system you play it on the advanced version the one thing that freaks me out is that dk talks oh yeah he does talk when he falls off a cliff he's like oh 
<laughs> and he just kind of does that. I'm just like, what? Because I think, like, it's the guy who did it for, like, the tennis games. I think they used his, like, audio file. And oh. They just reused it. And there's a lot of sound differences. Bleak on the Game Boy Advance version of 3 it has yeah. a different voice. But, you know, that's Bleak. That's number 3. That's for later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, any last thoughts we got? I think other than it's probably one of the greatest games of all time, and that's not even, like, a joke. That is, like, majority of people will say it's... I find... I'll say this right here, right now. I don't care if I get hate for this. I will choose Donkey Kong Country games over the entire Mario series. If you give me one, two, three returns and Tropical Freeze, I will choose that, no doubt. Because yeah, so Donkey Kong is that good. So would I. I always liked them a little better than the 2D Mario platformers. Not to say that the Mario platformers are bad. I just like That's Donkey Kong Country better. <laughs> That's how good they are. They're it's 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 real good game design. They're not flawless games, but that's what makes them so good. The fact that you can have like a good discourse about them. <laughs> yeah. It's like they say your flaws define your character, and that's what defines Donkey Kong. And in summation, dear listeners, play this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright, that about wrap us up for this one? That should wrap up with the slow news, but a very good game that we made it all the way through, that should wrap it up. Yeah, and there will be episodes on 2 and 3 in the future, uh, soon. If, like, we haven't decided if we're doing them week by week or taking a week off and doing so. Well, well, you'll see. You'll have to see, listener. (laughs) Um, As always, we want to thank you for listening. You can check us out on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map. Um, Interact with us. It's We'd appreciate that. Like, I see numbers, but, you know, I'd like comments. That'd be cool. Uh, but we appreciate anybody who listens to the show. I always post that on the Twitter. I'm like, we always appreciate people who uh, uh, listen to the show. So I guess the last thing that's left to say is uh, Sega, please re-release Sonic 3 and Knuckles with the original Ice Cap Zone music, and that the real Ape Escape 3 was the primates we caught along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Later.